Yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is Hecaborn. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Okay. She did not recording. Ex- yeah. Oh, you weren't recording? Okay. Mike is abusing his cat, and I don't <laughs> have the proof to give to SPCA. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is abuse. She has to have her own chair right up to where we're recording so she can be part of the record. This is our first time uh, recording live in over a year. Yes. <laughs> Yay. We're fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated, and uh, we have our live studio audience of one cat mm-hmm. who's grown like fucking crazy since we last saw her. <laughs> She's put on some COVID pounds. She has. Oh, and she's oh. upset about us talking about her. But so, she's very happy. She loves these recordings like I this. I know. I miss it. Yeah. Well, anyway, I've uh, already forgotten how to do this. <laughs> You're listening to Stand Up Dads. <laughs> this is Rob. And Mike. And uh, we're back. We're live. I feel so much better about it. Now I get to watch Mike cough into things. Which <laughs> yeah. Hot. Hack into stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I've got a new toy. I've got the Zoom PodTrack P8, which uh, this is our first time using it. So it's if it sounds super like super cool. Yeah, I like it. So, new toy. I know for 99% of you guys out there, you're like, don't really give a shit. But I do remember the last time I had new equipment, I screwed it up. That was the uh, Jay Wuck episode. I think it was like episode six. Oh, And the yeah. audio was just garbage. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're back doing it live. I am freaking happy. Nick is jealous. Oh, yeah? Does he want this thing? No, it's not. He just wants to record live. He's oh, tired of it. Oh, did he get his quality. shots yet? We could... Yeah. But no, he's talking about for gag. Oh, I was going to say, we could have him on again. It's like... just the guests and stuff. Yeah. We've booked up like a couple months out, and they're not local. Yes, so, you can't do that, yeah. Pretty much, but yeah. we'll talk about gag on this later. Although we did talk about Nick. Uh, Nick sent me an article about a teacher in the UK that got banned from teaching because of his behavior on a field trip. Oh, okay, so not a Zoom call. This is a, on a field trip? They actually were going, is it an older one? Or? Yeah, well, it just made the news five a few days ago. Oh, okay. But apparently, so this guy's from England. Okay. And he took a school trip to Costa Rica in July of 2019. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think the furthest we ever went for a school trip was what, Yosemite? Yeah. Yeah. How'd they manage that? That's it's cool. a private school. Okay. Richard Glenn is the name of the teacher. He's 55. He admitted gross misconduct and was dismissed in August of 2019. It says the school costs up to... 4,800 pounds a term for day pupils. Wow. So that's like six, seven grand. And I'm assuming a term would be like a semester. Yeah. So anyway, this guy taught computer science. He uh, was one of the leaders of this group that took a bunch of 16 to 18 year olds to Costa Rica. Yeah. On the 5th of July, 2019. Okay. He was supposed to be there till the 28th of July, but after six days, he was sent home by the expedition's leader. Due to his behavior. Oh, no. What was he doing? Okay. His actions included, and they got it all bullet, you know, bullets. One, drinking with pupils. Oh, no. Two, allowing one or more pupils to drink alcohol despite being under the legal age of 18. This is the UK, so it's 18 there. Yeah. Threatening to, and I quote, kick the head in 
of one pupil and kill another. Oh, my God. Telling one pupil, I'm not in trouble. You'll be in trouble. Wow. After being aggressive to one pupil, he kissed the boy's forehead and told him, you're all right. You're all right. (laughs) Taking one or more pupils to a strip club. Oh, my God, man. He went for the home run of... I'm going down in flames. Yep. Acting aggressively towards the woman leading the trip when she tried to help him back to his tent. Oh, no. And finally, this is bad, exposing himself to the woman in a shared hotel room. Oh, my God. Although it was agreed that it was not malicious or sexually motivated. So here's what cracks me up, though. Oh, so does that mean he was passed out and she woke up and he was naked or he was changing his clothes or yeah, just wasn't probably was yeah. drunk and like oh someone's in here <laughs> yeah he he is claiming that he could not remember what happened due to his state of intoxication uh, but did not dispute the recollection of those present <laughs> yeah he's so like, now sounds like something i've yeah i've done <laughs> that's probably what he's thinking yep does it sound out of the ordinary so if this were to happen here what would you, what do you think would happen to the guy They'd probably let him go. You would think that they, the hope would be in this case, if since if no one was hurt, maybe they'd try to get him some help. He's obviously an alcoholic. <laughs> well, you're taking it a lot. So if you're, but I don't know. On I'd trip, be furious. Exactly. No, I'd be furious. Well, in the UK, they just suspended him from teaching for three years. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's no, it. Yeah. No. No jail time. I think no nothing. Be, I think you'd be. Unable to teach again here. But the weird thing with here is like, I don't know how it works. It may be like, oh, you because it's so like split up by states. Yeah. It could be banned, but it might just be you can't teach in California ever again. That's probably how it goes. You know what I mean? And that's what's the, that's kind of a problem where they could be, you know, I don't know if that would prevent them from just going and getting a job in Nevada or something or go to the next, next door over, you know? That's true. And more strip clubs there. That's crazy and strip clubs. <laughs> so thank you, Nick, from Gag on this for that article. For that uh, article, which gave us today's uh, topic, we're going to talk about the importance of field trips. Well, yeah. Because I know it's practically May and, you know, with COVID, there's no field trips going on. But, uh, you know, I was doing a little bit of reading about it and it turns out, you know, we really should lean on the schools to bring them back. Yeah. Because it's going to be way too easy to be like, oh, we haven't had field trips. We're just not going to. And the problem with it, like, I I only taught one year in person. Mm-hmm. And the rest has been online. But the, even in the in-person one, the, the, the hurdles were the cost. Because basically, yeah. they have to be able to cover, at least when it's the public school, they have to be able to cover if, say, no students can pay any of their way, you know? Yeah. So you got to be creative with that, you know, the cost of the, you know, the bus and all that. I think that limits some teachers from even trying to do it. You know, yeah. it took some work to get it done. I picked the Walt Disney Museum because they actually, the Family Museum in San Francisco makes it where it's free admission for nice. students, which is rare. Yeah. There's a lot of places that maybe discounted, but that makes it right out the gate a lot easier because now we're just trying to cover, you know, the bus and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then if they bring their lunch. The thing I ran into was one teacher actually came to me and was like, you know, I had this, you know, so you're having a field trip and I don't think they really can't miss one day of my class. And I was like, wait, what? Like, wow. wait, 
one day of your class. And they're like, yes, it'll put them farther behind. I'm like, but the thing is, it's like you you don't get to choose if the kid mm-hmm. goes or not. The parents choose. Yeah. Like, so don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too, like, it's like, it's just one of those things where it was shocking to me. It's like, you know, I, I'm like, because he was like, this has nothing to do with, I'm like, this has everything to do with my class that we're throwing, you know, my class is animation. And I, I'm like, I would argue that any museum is enrichment and the fact that, and it you can't convince people who don't think these things are important and mm-hmm. all they think about is being there for the academics and, the, and taking a test. Mm-hmm. What it did for my class is it, beyond that, had been kind of little factions of friends. Mm-hmm. After that, trip because we took it sure we took a bus up there on the way back a um like an elementary school bus broke down mm-hmm. so we had to go back we got all these like fourth graders on the bus with us mm-hmm. and then they were supposed to walk across the golden gate bridge so we went with them and did that we didn't get back to like eight o'clock nice. those kids from that point on the whole class was like a one unit of all friends that's cool and it was this thing they would always talk about and just remember and and that, I think that's like that's what I remember when I think mm-hmm. back is either, you know, field trips or special occasion stuff more than like, oh, well, thank God I made that test. Yeah. In yeah, science you, class, those kids you remember know? that more than a pop yeah. quiz. Yeah. Even when field trips go wrong, sometimes you still get a lot of good out of it. Yes. Like we've talked about it on here before. Our eighth grade class did a Yosemite trip. Yeah, yeah. And on the way back, our bus had a flat over, and we had to stay at the Winking Lantern yeah. Motel, <laughs> and we were like eight to a room. Yeah. And I was, you know, I don't think I ever stopped being, but I was kind of a nerd back then and wasn't popular and all that. But that was one of the first times in my life I felt included on something. Oh, and okay. you know, we all. Everyone was closer as a class because of that big Totally, yeah. These are kids that have been together for eight years. Yes. You know, I mean, for the most part. Because you don't get the opportunity to do that like a field trip can give. To the idiot teacher that told you the kids can't afford to miss a day of his class. Yeah, and I'm the worst one to tell someone that too because I know I was like, (laughs) and he was like. (laughs) like, You're just an art teacher. (laughs) You know, but my face just says, like, (laughs) tell me more. Please explain. <laughs> and you know right away, he's like, you, you, I'm going to continue, but mm-hmm. I know by your face, you don't, you think I'm full of shit. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, no, but please, I want to hear all of the reason why your class is so important. I'm like, <sighs> like, I don't boring. think you're full of shit. I know you're full of shit. <laughs> boring. <laughs> well, I did find an article called The Educational Value of Field Trips. Oh, Nice. And I am definitely, it's a long article, but I'm going to post a link to it. It is very interesting, but it found that taking students to an art museum improves critical thinking skills and more. It is no secret that culturally enriching field trips are in decline. Yeah. You know, a survey that they did of the American Association of School Administrators found that more than half of schools eliminated planned field trips in 2010-2011. That's, yeah. Which, that's kind of big. Yeah, it's like the next thing that's gotten seems to have gotten cut yeah. after like art, and art and music. Yep. And then you just get these kind of lame fill-in stuff. And they talk about some schools believe that students' time would be better spent in classrooms preparing for exams. And I hate Ugh. the whole teach to the test thing because yeah. the kid gets nothing out of it. Yeah. 
and I don't think anybody even goes and reads the you know the wording on some of them because some of the stuff I've looked at it. Some of them what? Well, it's just some of the way they'll word the questions. Oh, yeah. I'll look at it and be like, you know, this this kind of doesn't make sense, and I'm an adult looking mm-hmm. at what this what this test says. You're just special. <laughs> <laughs> But and then the other trend that's going that's kind of disturbing, yeah, is instead of like field trips that are educational, yeah. they're sending them to like amusing amusement parks, sporting events, and theaters instead of museums and historical sites. Well, theaters, it depends. Are you talking a movie, movie theaters? Yeah, movie. Yeah, is not the same as like if you're seeing live theater or a musical. Oh, yeah. No, or I totally. Yeah, that's a, that would be amazing. I remember we saw the Nutcracker when I was in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, that's didn't amazing. Make any sense to me at all? But yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I didn't speak the damn language, but there was no speaking in it. <laughs> this so. is a nightmare. <laughs> it's so weird because Olivia loved the night, cr- the Nutcracker as a mm-hmm. kid. Loved it. <laughs> the Night Stalker. <laughs> and I and I, uh, I really didn't like it as a kid. And even now, I go. I like, still don't like it. Oh, I'm like it. Please have some funny songs. <laughs> I like Tchaikovsky, but yeah. yeah. But to me, but for her, she really got the you know she would like dance what she watched mm-hmm. it she got she got it where i'm like sure. i'm so lowbrow even when i was little it was like oh when's it gonna be <laughs> where's the funny stuff someone where's the drop song? someone yeah do some <laughs> somebody needs to get hurt <laughs> oh man <laughs> you could do a total body slam out of that move i need some clever wordplay this is horrible <laughs> Well, anyway, the pretty much there's been a shift from enrichment to reward for oh. field trips. So that's how schools are looking at it now. Instead of this is a learning opportunity to, oh, these kids deserve something good. Yeah, which and, is ridiculous. Like Oli did one right before it got closed down for um, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They did one to the Maidu um, like Native American Museum over mm-hmm. here. That was hella cool. Yeah. Like I went with her and I was like, oh my God, they're showing how they made, mm-hmm. you know, how they made things, how they made their tools and their yep. baskets. And and it was also hilarious because the poor little lady that was running it only kept asking questions like, why do the women got to stay and cook? Why can't they go hunt? And she'd be like, oh dear, like it's just how it was. Hmm. It's always like, I don't like it. But it was super cool, and they gave him a, a little, uh, like uh, the little arrowhead. Yeah. After, I mean, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, freaking, she had it in the back of her car. She finally brought it in, but for like a year, she'd be like back there with that. Got my arrowhead, you nice. know, like cool. Yeah. Well, and they found that uh, enriching field trips contribute to the development of students into civilized young men and women. Yeah. Uh, who possess more knowledge about art, have stronger critical thinking skills. And exhibit increased historical empathy, display higher levels of tolerance, and have a greater taste for consuming art and culture. So I guess field trips make liberals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would much. agree with that. So yeah. I could see why some people are against it. Yeah, it opens your mind for sure if they pick it does. good ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's like this Mark Twain quote, quote, something about nothing opens your mind like travel. Yes. And seeing how other people live. Yes. So in 2011, the Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art in Northwest Arkansas, of all places, yeah. created a study. And what they found was the kids recall, like, remembered what they saw. I mean, to a point where... Yeah, and, they paid attention. They were yeah. in tune, yeah. So, like, 88% of the kids that saw 
and I don't know what this painting is, but the Eastman Johnson painting called At the Camp uh, knew uh, when surveyed weeks later that the painting depicts ab- abolitionists making maple syrup to undermine the sugar industry, which relied on slave labor. Wow. So from an art thing, you get a history lesson. Yep. 82% remembered Norman Rockwell's Rosie the Riveter and mm. what that meant. 79% recalled plowing it under, which was Thomas Hart Benton's picture of a farmer plowing his field, you know, covering up his fields because of the Depression. Just all sorts of stuff that, stuff they probably didn't even realize happened, but it's like, oh, this actually yeah, means something. Yeah, from the painting I saw, now I know about this historical thing. That's awesome. And they, you know, and they had control groups that didn't go to this museum that, you know, went through the same tests. The kids that went through the field trips at this museum displayed demonstrably stronger ability to think critically about art than the control group. And they also found that rural students, I can never say that right, uh, in towns with fewer than 10,000 people and minority kids uh, had a huge increase in critical thinking skills more than the rest of the kids. So, because they're not usually exposed to stuff because it's just a small town. Yeah. Students who went on the tour became more observant, noticing and describing more details in an image. So, just look at this picture. What do you see? These kids were able to pick it out better. There's the historical empathy, which is the ability to understand and appreciate what life was like for people who lived at a different time and place. Yeah. Like the Depression. Yeah. Or like uh, like they were talking about uh, with the, uh, God damn it, abolitionists. Yeah, you know, guys. Yeah, and also finally, with critical as with critical thinking, kids that went through all this had a much higher degree of tolerance. That's cool to be like, you know, not freaked out by. Well, that's fucking weird. I don't get it. Yes. So anyway, yeah. it's a really interesting read. Um, yeah, I would love to sit here, but I don't think you guys would want to hear it. Yeah, but yeah, definitely yeah. check it out. But then I was thinking about the trips we took, you know, growing up. Yeah. Like Kim was, I asked her about it, and she remembers vividly remembers going to the uh, tide pools over oh, at Moss Beach. Wow! And for her, it's a bigger deal because she grew up up here at you know, Sacramento area. There's no ocean there. Yeah, I remember. Like I said, I do did the uh, Nutcracker, which was my first exposure to fine arts. Yeah, I remember we had a classmate named Tony Barba, and she had her family had miniature horses. I remember that trip. That yeah. was a big deal. And that was when I first actually took a camera. I think, oh, did you? I think so. I don't know if it was a disposable or what, but I remember. I don't think they had disposables then. Yeah, I don't remember. It this was one the, they had the flash cubes. Yeah, I actually got to borrow nice. a camera. I'm pretty sure I remember I had some pictures. And that's when I learned that you can't say midget <laughs> about a horse. Oh, really? Yeah, someone said, no, it's miniature. Yeah. I remember doing the Mother's Cookies tour. That was amazing. Yeah. I love that one. The, the chocolate shortbread ones were the ones that I was like, amazing. <laughs> That's how they do it. Like, so cool. Yeah. 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 And, you know, being a little fat kid, I loved that they gave you cookies. Yes. And you could pick the ones. I was like, I want yeah. those shortbread. But, and yeah. And I think because of those field trips. Yeah. I, you know, that show, uh, How It's Made. Yeah. If I see it on, I have a real hard time turning it off. Yeah. So I really hate it when they have like a marathon of those because oh, yeah. I'm doing nothing today. We got some good ones in Hayward for that. We did Granny Goose. Remember yes. the chips? Mm-hmm. And apparently they still exist in Kansas. Oh, wow. Okay. We went to Fairyland as a little- That one know. I don't remember going to Fairyland yeah. at all. I remember it because I was so jealous of the people that had the key to turn to make it oh, talk. Oh, I'm sure I didn't have that key. <laughs> you remember going to the Oakland Zoo? That I don't remember. Uh, what year was these? This is early. 
Yeah. But I do remember later on, I was reading that, you know, I put two and two together. At the time, the Oakland Zoo was rated one of the 10 worst zoos in the country. Wow. So, yay. We went to Shasta's factory. That I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a... uh, I think I picked root beer as the one I got at the yeah. end. That was a good. That was a good one. I love those ones. Watching how yeah. they make the stuff is so cool. And then we talked about the Yosemite trip. Like I said, the best thing that happened there. Well, two things. One, yeah. our teacher and the priest that went along with us got shit faced drunk. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I don't remember. I don't that. remember it. No. Oh my god, we were all in our tents, and they were so loud. Those two. <laughs> 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 you don't remember I that. I don't remember. Holy shit. Anyone that was on that eighth grade trip back in 86, um, if you remember Father, well, I can't, I won't say his name. Yeah, well, yeah. it's pretty generic. Father Bob <laughs> and uh, the teacher that won't be named at the moment, they were shit-faced drunk <laughs> and loud, and we were laughing because we thought it was funny. <laughs> I can't remember so much. But and then in high school, there was the one, it's like way more organized. I never got to go on this, but- yeah, I think it was called Close Up that when kids would go to DC. Oh, to yeah. To see how the government worked. Yeah. I mean, there's that. I mean, that's got to be a huge I know. learning experience. You mentioned earlier about the retreats. Oh, yeah. The retreats were really cool. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's not your traditional, you know, we went to Catholic school. So, yeah. But it was just a place where you could be vulnerable around each other. And, yeah. And you learned more about because you were able to be vulnerable, you learned more about each other and it. It yeah. really, you know, it 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 changed relationships with it other did. people totally because you'd be like, oh my god, they go through that, like, yeah. oh man, it's like there's the cool kid who's kind of a dick, and then yeah. you realize, oh, his life sucks, yeah, and then yeah. the scary nerd kid, hey, that kid's actually pretty cool, you yeah, know, that kind of thing, yeah. And so you mentioned going to the mint, the mint, that I love that one. I still have coins from that one. Do you? Yeah, because you. I yeah. guess you could buy and they made, remember like little limited ones mm-hmm. or like ones that they had that they'd make. I got to go find them. I loved that one. Watching them go like, and make them was just like, like I could, yeah. I could work here. <laughs> yeah. It was so cool. I remember in high school, again, this was partly because I went to a Catholic school and was part yeah. of the youth group. There was a program called Splunge, S-P-L-U-N-G-E, uh-huh. where they... Pretty much a group of us got taken down to Oakland. Uh-huh. We were dropped off at a Greyhound station. They gave us an envelope that had like $3. Said, okay, figure out where you're going to stay tonight. What? What? <laughs> and then but they left us by some payphones at a Greyhound station. Said, okay, start making some calls and uh, figure out where you're going to stay. And the whole thing was a setup to be like, realize what it would be like to be homeless. Oh. Or realize you just got kicked out and you got nowhere to go. We were like, Ha ha ha, very funny. Like, okay, well, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Wow. And we're like, what the fuck? And then- But they were like watching still? And yeah. You know, oh man, what a good trick. And then we ended up staying in a gym, like on cots and stuff. And then the next day we would go out to pretty much just inner city and see Oakland. Wow. And we saw some stuff you wouldn't normally see. You go to these little shopkeepers, like there was a locksmith that had been there for like 30 years. And Wow. You know, just telling stories about what it was like. Yeah, we've had our shop broken into, but, you know, there's really good people. And then we did a, um, there's a woman named Mother Wright who must have been in her 80s back then. Yeah. That would do free meals in uh, Jefferson Park. Fuck, I can still remember that. Wow. For homeless people. Wow. And we were part of the crew wow. um, that day. You and We helped. volunteered. And yeah. 
so anyway, just stuff like that. And the fact that you, who cannot remember a goddamn thing, yeah. can still remember most of these field trips. Yeah. It's just right there. There's a testament to the power of yeah, a field trip. Yeah, I cannot remember so much, and I will remember a lot of the a lot of those ones, or, yeah. or just special days like yeah, that exactly. I'll remember. Do not let your schools say, oh, yeah. we haven't had field trips. We'll be fine without them. Yeah. Lean on your, you know, if you're in a PTO, start going, hey, we, I know... We've had a lockdown, but we got to get back into the swing of this and get these kids exposed to things. Yeah. And it can make you like even <laughs> it wasn't a field trip that was planned. But when my my sister came and took me out of school and we mm-hmm. went to the A's game. Oh, yeah. And I was not, you know, I liked going to mm-hmm. baseball, but I'm not a huge baseball fan at all. But that changes. Every time I go to one, it makes me think of like the feeling of getting to go like that and mm-hmm. then being there and was like, oh, there's just something with the field trips that's also the, the idea of getting out of school to go do something. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know, it makes you appreciate it more. Like totally. Going on your own to the baseball game, I probably would have been like, whatever. But yeah. going that day was like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. oh, now I'm all remembering it. I remember the whole game, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it may seem odd to do a field trip episode yeah. at, towards the end of the year, but now is the time to start putting it in the ear of the administrators. Hey, yeah. we need to bring this shit back. Yeah, and there's things that people don't realize you'll learn, like like that um, uh, the Walt Disney Family Museum. What I love about it is, you know, you go there and you're like, oh, God, okay, Walt Disney. So, you know, he's super successful and he, there's one hundred every hundred years, someone like that. So what am I mm-hmm. going to learn from it? Right out the gate, it talks about how he came up with Oswald the Lucky Rabbit mm-hmm. and... Was really successful then. Is he the guy that shot Kennedy? No. Oh. <laughs> he said, okay, well, we're doing, I want to get a, you know, get some more money for me and my crew. Mm-hmm. And they fired him. Mm-hmm. He created the character. Yeah. So they fired him. And so it's cool in the museum. When you take the elevator to the top floor, you hear him talking and he says, everyone needs a good fat failure when they're mm-hmm. young. And, you know, here he is had the success, stole it from him, comes up with a new kid. Like he just, it was a really good thing for kids to be like, whoa. Like yeah. they don't realize that he failed before that. And then how many more times he put it all on the line, you know? So it's pretty cool to see that where it's like, you know, it's not just people being some super genius yeah. or some, you know. So for all my failures, all I should, I'm in for a huge success. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not going to work for everybody, I guess. But, you know, most of these people where it's like, they're like, oh, I just wish I could do that. There's a, there's not just a ton of work behind it, because obviously mm-hmm. he worked a ton, but there's a different attitude. I try to yeah. point it out to my students. It's like, it's the difference between when someone, if you take it on, if someone says, you, you suck, I hate mm-hmm. your work. You can sit there and go, oh, man, and not do it. Or you'd be like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, I'm going to move on to my next thing you know, not let it get you down. Learning that, I think, is yeah. kind of a cool thing to point out. And they said, Mr. Gray, take Mr. Disney's dick out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so while you're pushing on your administrators to bring back field trips, uh, they're going to need chaperones. So be prepared for that. I think it's fun to do. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. going to as many as I can, you know? Although I do remember when uh, one was... Shoot, I want to say it was kindergarten. Mm-hmm. We went to Apple Hill, where it's like a orchard that, yeah, you know, it's like a functioning apple farm. Yeah, and uh, three classes went, and once we got there, we got our kids assigned to us, and then the teachers just disappeared. 
<laughs> I was a little bit pissed. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I think, I don't know. I like going on those trips. Cause... I just love going on all of them, especially because I know Olivia's in fourth grade and it's it's precariously close to when she's going to say, you're not cool. <laughs> oh, no. She almost, I mean, at the beginning of, or at the end, I guess, of third grade, she already had been like, I always would go in and do the art docent and like mm-hmm. draw there. And yeah. she was like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you might embarrass me. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my God, you're nine. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I've made it an extra year, you know, because they're online yeah. and I can do it. But I wouldn't doubt, like, you know, yeah. take advantage of it when you can go with your kids when they, totally. when they want you to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and when you go on these field trips, you're going to need an energy boost. You are going so to, yeah. You're going to click the link in our show notes for Seattle Gummy Company and order some high energy mocha shots. And if there's lots of walking involved, you might need the CBD ones. <laughs> or the, <laughs> if you're uh, old. Or the, the health shoot. ones. The, yeah, the vitamin ones. The vitamin ones, yeah. You might need all of them just at different points in the yeah. in the trip. There is a Seattle gummy company gummy made just for you. It's the the high energy gummies have all the caffeine in one cup of coffee and one gummy. It works five times faster and costs half the price of what you would spend at a uh, one of those chain coffee shops. Click the link in our show notes. Enter the code STANDUPDADS15. Get 15% off your order. And Mike's on his phone. What the fuck are you doing? I'm taking a picture uh, okay. of you. So we have one of... You can see how fat and gross I am. No, uh, you in action. Although in I got to take one where you're not yelling at me in the picture. <laughs> that was funny. Okay. <laughs> Definitely Your first edit picture there. is you like, wah, like yelling at me. <laughs> Get off your goddamn phone. Oh, you're taking a picture of me? Oh, mm-hmm. oh okay. <laughs> uh, So Seattle Gummy Company. Stand up, dad, tested and approved. Get shit done. They're delicious, too. Yeah, yeah, I like them. Now we get to the bad dad. I actually have one and a half stories about a bad dad. Uh oh. This one, it's not really a bad dad because he, well, he did something bad, but yeah. it's not really current. Okay. Woman discovers accused mass murderer from Bethesda is her father through DNA test. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So apparently, uh, this guy, William Bradford Bishop, is believed to have murdered his whole family 45 years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she was adopted as an infant, and she made this discovery just a little while ago. So she survived. Yeah. So the guy was on the FBI most wanted list for murdering his mother, wife, and three sons in Bethesda back in March of 1976. So how did she survive? Was she somewhere else? Uh, let me see. Authorities believe he murdered his wife, mother, and three sons, ages 14, 10, and 5, with a sledgehammer. Oh, my God. At their Bethesda home before burning the bodies in Columbia, North Carolina. Oh, my God. As far as how she survived, hang on. That's just shocking. Yeah. His car was found on the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. They could not track him down. They did discover that he'd purchased a gas can, sledgehammer, shovel, and pitchfork the same pitchfork the same day. Wow. It's a cold case. So, so they still never found him. Oh, okay. So the the daughter was adopted as an infant back in 1957 after her birth mother put her up for adoption. So her oh. mom was not the one that got killed in the thing. Wow. She found this out in 2017 and then reached out to a cousin. Holy crap. And uh, yeah, the girl called and, and the cousin said, found. I found your father. It's, she asked, is it someone famous? She's like, yeah. 
<laughs> He's a famous murderer. So uh, And they never caught him. No, nah, it doesn't sound like it. Wow. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Hopefully he died out in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Or maybe he took himself out. Mm. Let's see. And then our bad dad article. Bradenton neighbors react to father and sons accused of selling bleach solution to cure COVID-19. Oh, my God. Jesus. So this just came out the other day. A man and his three sons running what they have called the church offered a mi- offering a miracle cure for COVID-19 and other diseases have been indicted after authorities say the cure was toxic. What the hell? Selling it and turned out it was just bleach. Wow. Industrial bleach. And people were supposed to drink it. Not sure. So someone said, I don't know what they were doing. I thought it was holy water, but I never bought anything from them. But I would go to their prayer service. Yeah, apparently the FDA said this bleach caused numerous hospitalizations and at least seven deaths. Oh, my God. They killed people with it. So this came around the time where former president was talking about having people inject chemicals to fight COVID-19. Wow. This guy. So, yeah, it's a whole family thing. So father and kids. And then, of course, they were saying, like, oh, he just, yeah, just joking. No one would follow that. Yeah. And then, uh, so apparently, they're saying that uh, they could be facing life in prison. Yes, I would agree with that if you're going to sell things with bleach and tell people to drink it. <laughs> well, I don't know. See, it didn't say how they were telling them to take it. Yeah. Like, is it supposed to be holy water and they're putting it on them, like, on their body? But I don't think it would kill people. Unless... You don't think you would smell bleach, though? You would think you so. You just crack it open and be like, dude, this is bleach. This is bleach. Yeah. yeah you would think so. It's blessed bleach. But if it killed seven people, I would think they drink it. They're ingesting it. it somehow. Yeah. Or injecting it or- Something crazy. Something stupid. Well, tell us what you think. Email yeah. us at thestandupdads at gmail.com. Subscribe. Rate us. is how the show grows. If you want to hire someone to draw a picture of some teachers hiding from their students on a field trip, <laughs> who would they reach out to? You can reach out to me, Mike Gray Pencil for Hire. You can go to pencilforhire.com, pencil F-O-R, hire, or pencil for hire on Instagram. And Mike doesn't really want to push it anymore, but I do. Uh, he has a <laughs> collection of comics called Clumsy Love. It's about him before and after having kids. They are great. There is a link in the show notes. Do yourself a favor, click it, order that book, and I guarantee you're going to like it. Or your next podcast is free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, Seattle Gummy Company. Click the link in the show notes. Enter the cat. Enter the code StandUpDads15. Get 15% off your order. And finally, get my side project, The Gag, on this podcast. Uh, that's run by my buddy Big Nick. And we interview comics from all over the country and have a great time doing it. We just recorded with Amber Pace. She's a Chico comic. And we wow. had a great old time about that. Wow. Uh, she was really a cool guest. I was very happy uh, that she was able to make it. You know, one of the topics we covered was a, uh, we discovered a sex toy that does not need to exist. Oh. I won't go into it any further here, <laughs> but uh, give that a listen. That'll be out on Monday. Oh, man, there's a, my friend Matt had posted, he's been, you know, getting back into collecting comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. There is a comic that I have to get my hands on from the 70s. That Spider-Man along with Planned Parenthood. Nice. Somehow Spider-Man. And it's drawn by the guy who was drawing Spider-Man then. Like, it looks like it's well drawn, but it's supposed, it sounds crazy. Like, it's somehow Spider-Man being in there about trying to be responsible about 
sex wow. and stuff. Amazing. Like se- 1977 or something. So was it like I'd a public service it. announcement? It's like, it was a book Like looked like maybe they handed out at Planned Parenthood. That's so it was awesome. a little comic that I had no idea existed till they posted. I was like, what is this? Like, oh my God. Hey, my spidey sense is tingling. No, that's a yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's danger. Oh, that's right. Condom. <laughs> And he pops it out of his belt. <laughs> I'll just weave hey, you one with just, my web. Yeah, he webs them down there. He's like, hey, here you go. He's like, where'd these condoms come from? Oh, thanks, Spider-Man. Have fun, kids. <laughs> On that note, it is wonderful to be back doing this live. We will talk to you guys next week. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye-bye. <laughs>